I just recorded the first podcast for you. Podcast. Yeah, it's like. Uh, I'm trying to explain. It. It's radio like it's on like the internet. yeah, it's like internet radio basically. Yeah. Kind of an easy way to describe it. So, you're used to us being very silly, telling a lot of dick jokes, big bong rips. Um, but we have a serious side. Um, there are things that exist in our world. As great as it is, it's also just as bad. Um, my friend, uh, Ashley, is here to tell her story. Uh, and it's not her story, it's Ronnie's story. And it's not Ronnie's story, it's a lot of people wrongfully convicted, black and brown, white, poor, rich, Asian, whatever. Basically, we want to get serious with you. We like to get Highlander, but we also want to get serious. And and this is just a, a conversation led by Eric, produced by Steve, and fueled by Ashley's love for her husband, Ronnie. And for all those who who get caught up in the system, and again, it's if you have empathy, you'll hear us and you'll you'll vibe with us. It might not be perfect, you might not agree with everything, but this is this is good stuff here. And you should listen. And tell your friends to listen and keep listening. And this is a conversation about serious shit. Hear it. Horns! And good. Well, the last oh, thing yes. that uh, yeah. Angie's dad told me when we were leaving his house down in Charlotte was like, "This stuff good for sex." <laughs> and I was like, "We have to go right now." <laughs> But it'll get us right in the mood for uh, what we need to talk about. I think that was a good thing. So let's start. Let's get into it. Tell me about the first day. First of all, thanks for being here. I know it's hard to get to space. Mm-hmm. For, we're in space, by for the way. For a white lady. She's like, what do you mean we're in space? We're in Durham. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about the first time you heard the name Ronnie Long. You're, you're studying law, right? Um, I was enrolled at UNCC... Mm-hmm. Um, with a finish, well, working on my bachelor's of criminal justice and criminology. Undergrad, okay. Yeah, and I have an associate's, but it was basically the major I was closest to completing without having to take any more math classes. Okay, because I suck at math. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it kind of just happened. Um, but um, I was actually at a vigil for one of my only friends in Concord who had been murdered, mm-hmm. and a neighbor told me, um, after talking to her for a little while, she told me I should Google the name Ronnie Long. because Oh, so it wasn't through school? No. It was just mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah, and then um, it, uh, you know, I was like, oh, okay. And she said that he was from the area and that he had been, uh, you know, wrongfully convicted and, and been in jail a long time. Uh, and she Since also 1976. said... 1976. Yeah. And, yeah. And, um, and this, when, when is this? What year is this that you heard it? Uh, this is 2013. Okay. This is the summer of 2013. So three years ago. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. And then, um, and I 
I was a little interested, but then I kind of forgot about it after I left her house. Um, and then it was it was like the next day after I got done running with the dogs in the morning, I ran into her husband. Um, and I was like, your wife told me, you know, I should check out a name. Uh, and he was like, oh, it's probably Ronnie Long. Mm-hmm. And so then um, then I got inside and, uh, you know, got myself together. And I was just like, oh, check it out, you know. And so I was on my iPad and I literally just like sparked up. <laughs> I was sitting there smoking, <laughs> reading about Ronnie Long. And I was like... <laughs> Just reading this um, WCNC mm. article by uh, Stuart Watson, who's like the reporter who's followed him, like I guess the longest. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, I was literally just like, "Holy fuck! Like this is horrible." Is this is Project Innocence involved at this point or not? No, they had already been involved. Um, yeah, and like the UNC School of Law Innocence Project already had his case. Okay, um, so they were. Yeah. So they yeah, were. So he basically his case it. right uh, at that at that point in 2013 was kind of just that his like stalemate. Yeah, sort of. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you Googled it, and what were your thoughts? You're just like, oh, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, was, yeah, I was just like, holy fuck, this is horrible. What um, is, like, the bullet point of when you Googled him for the first time, what did it, you know, you don't, you don't have to tell me the whole article, but what is what were the main things that it said? Like, wrongfully convicted, or... Because well, well, I guess we should probably get, get sort of into it. Like, what does, what are his charges? What is he in for right now? And what is the basic, like, consensus? So um, he's in for first-degree rape and first-degree burglary, which in 76 carried a life sentence, which was defined as 80 years. Uh-huh. Um, and he was sentenced to serve him concur- concurrently, which means together. Um, so 160 years. Oh, no. No, so together, 80 so just 80 years. Okay. Um, and then, you know, at that, like, over at the old sentencing laws, you only have to serve a certain percentage because you mm-hmm. get gain time, right. blah, blah. Good behavior yeah. or whatever. And so uh, essentially he could look to be out you know, like actually a few years ago, uh-huh. but um, he was uh, convicted. Yeah, it was based. Uh, I guess in the article it was it was an all white jury. Mm-hmm. There was no evidence linking him to the crimes. Um, the only thing that he was convicted on was contaminated eyewitness testimony, right. which we all know there's plenty of research done on it. It's not. No one should be convicted on eyewitness testimony alone. No hell no. Um, I'll probably not be able to pick the three of you out of a lineup tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, our brains do crazy things um, so there's no physical evidence there's no dna is obviously not a thing at the time no when there's in and, and so dna wasn't a thing in 76 but there was blood type testing however okay. there's no there was no indication that they did that they did collect evidence that biological evidence that can now today be dna tested mm-hmm. um however that evidence is missing there are hairs and they're red hairs um that were in the toboggan that was allegedly, you know, worn by the perpetrator and... Um, right. We'll get into the yeah. modern stuff later. So just tell me, yeah. like, you... So then you read the article and you're... Something piques your interest. And where do you go from there? You're just um, like, I'm going to I'm gonna check this out. Yeah, well, I knew I knew that you could um, look up an inmate and find their... You know, find out where they are to uh-huh. write them. So, uh-huh. I, I mean, when I was reading... When I was reading the article about him, I just... I mean, I felt really bad. I mean, my heart literally hurt. Like, I felt really bad for him. Right. Um, my parents sent me away a few times when I was growing up and it was... I mean, it, nothing like jail or prison, but, it, you know, to have, like, to be taken out of your comfort zone, away from your sure. family and mm-hmm. friends, and have every, like, all control, you know, taken, taken away. away. From yeah, you. and you're in a completely controlled environment. Everyone's watching your every move. You have to ask permission for the smallest things. I mean, yeah. um, you know, it's just a really shitty experience. So I was like, wow, this guy's been in there for, it was 38 years at the time, and um, I just felt horrible. And so I, and I just, I felt like I needed to help him and let him know that. And so I uh, I wrote him a letter, and uh, and I guess I do things impulsively because <laughs> you know I really you didn't, know. yeah right. And so yeah, I didn't yeah. think about it, but I just I did, shot him a letter and was like, um, you know, 
you probably don't like white people. I don't blame you. I don't <laughs> like a lot of them either, you know. And, Fair um, enough. Yeah, sure. You know, I was like, I, um, I was like, I read about you, and I, I want to help you in any way that I can. Um, FYI, I'm a broke college student, but I'm very resourceful. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. You know, and so I just said, um, I want to help you. Did you put that? I think I've seen this. Yeah, I think I put you put the, the first up. letter mm-hmm. up on Facebook. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sorry. Go on. Yep, and uh, so I, uh, you know, I told him that I was there to help till the end, and um, the end. Yeah, until he gets out. You know, okay. whatever. You know, I was. Basically, I want. I wanted to help, <laughs> however I could, is, until yeah. he. Yeah, until he gets out. You right. know, until he gets freedom. So you're just on an emotional level. You're just like, I want to help yeah. this dude, and you're in. You have sort of a background to, to actually be a resource for him, even though mm-hmm. you're a broke white girl. Yeah. But you have, you know, sort of legal background. Right. When I thought, yeah, and I thought, it, I thought it said a lot that I'm white, and um, I guess I've been through some stuff. So, it, you know, uh, it says a little bit about. Okay, here's like here's a rape victim who's like standing up for somebody who's wrongfully convicted of rape. Right. You know, it kind of says a lot. Yeah. You know. And so that's that's empathy. Like people are. You talk about people trying to divide, finding ways to divide the masses, like the one so-called one percent. Like, but you know they don't want to see us together, and us means us, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And divided. so like. But this is a fall. yeah. This is a way like oh, I recognize a little bit of your situation. Um, let me join you in this fight because why? Why would I? Why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. That kind of a and thing. And how did he? How did he take it? Was he like, "What the fuck, white girl"? Was he like, <laughs> "Yeah," like was he? Did he write you back and and say, "Oh, cool, that's really cool." You know, I'll let you know. Or was he like, "Oh, a thing." Like, what was his sort of response to to this letter? Well, I mean, how can you not love me? I, mm-hmm. <laughs> Granted no. that, yeah. Um, so <laughs> he's like, I gotta lock this down. Yeah, no. More on that later. <laughs> Go on. Um, I mean, he was he was receptive. He did send um, his friend, his his like family friend Chuck Farr. He sent him to like come talk to me mm-hmm. and check me out. Which mm-hmm. you know, he thought I was crazy. <laughs> which you... I mean, I, I am a little crazy. <laughs> I am crazy, but yeah. I was living in the hood in Concord in this house that actually. Or as they say, conquered. Yeah, exactly. And later, later on, it was discovered that the house wasn't even. It's like emergency. Nobody can live in there. Like the code enforcement condemned. Know, yeah, like it's there wasn't even any flooring. My back door, literally, you could what? see between the door and the the uh, whatever it's called, the frame. Yeah. Like I just had a dresser pushed against the door, <laughs> so that like random crackheads and drunks wouldn't come wandering into my house. Like you could only use my front door. So, you know, I mean, in in the walls. Like, I wrote on all the walls because they have to be repainted. They had to actually be, like, sanded down and some of them, like, whatever. Knocked drywall down and yeah. rebuilt. Yeah, so it was like, I mean, I had my, and my inner my inner child concrete. came out because I wouldn't do that in my wall, like, in my house no. with walls that aren't going to be replaced. But it's right. like, the shit's going to be, you know, painted over and sanded over and all that crap. So, hell yeah, my friends, you know, Emily would write on it, too, and all that. Um you know, but of course, Chuck Chuck was like, well, I don't know. She's got writing all over her walls. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's a little crazy. It was a bad look. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh. And all, the, and all these dogs. <laughs> so he reports back to Ronnie. That I'm this crazy, crazy dog Crazy white lady. girl yeah. with dogs. And, yeah. and like like the lightning struck and it was like, all work and no play. Make yeah, Ashley yep. something, something on the wall. When okay. some of the some of the writings actually were the lyrics to uh, what they say is the, uh, I guess, the African or the black national anthem uh mm. lift every voice mm. i didn't have any paper i didn't have any paper yeah, i like that song a lot you know we do i didn't oh, hear it I'll at the meeting yeah. right, we'll really talk nice about song. it at the barbecue yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you guys can come. <laughs> but he did. But he did report that he felt that I was genuine. Right. You know, uh-huh. and like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, with my. Uh, I think those two words are about the best that I can describe you. Is crazy. crazy, crazy, and genuine. genuine yeah, yeah. And like I don't. We've never hung out where you weren't being paid to serve me beer, but. I think I think I got a, I think I got you pretty. Nah, I think you've been over here once before. Maybe to a concert long, or something. No, a long time ago. I came Did you come here once. for yeah, one of the parties? Once. Yeah, you no, sure no, not did. for a party, but like it was a party. Yeah. No, I stopped. No, I stopped in here before. Oh yes. Oh okay, got it. We have done that before. Understood. There is a little bit of marijuana that floats in and out of here, and no. we nobody Mar- nobody has anything to do with it. It just Mary happens. Jane. Mary Jane. All right, so Ronnie Long <laughs> is now. On your radar, or he's you're on his radar, and mm-hmm. he's like, okay, so what, what was the guy's name? Far? Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Far. Chuck, Chuck Far is like, she's genuine. I think she wants to help you. She's probably pretty crazy. It's a good Have, formula. Has he responded to you at this point, or is it just through this? Chuck no, Far not guy? um, not yet. Um, his. Oh, I'd actually have to go look back for his thing. His first letter was like August third or something. Mm-hmm. Mine, my first letter dated to him was July twenty eighth, and then I started mm-hmm. the petition for him on July thirty first. So you started the petition before you, he had actually responded yeah. to you. Yeah, before, well, before you even met before, him. Before he probably even got my letter. There it is. So before okay. he even yeah. knew who I was. Okay. I had started a petition, um, you know, because I I guess I just do what I want. Right. Sure. And I, and I just I just had a feeling like. The guy wasn't gonna turn me away, like right. because you know who's gonna turn away help. Yeah, and especially from one of the you know white, white, yeah. white, white people, blonde, I mean, tiny white people. <laughs> yeah, fucking... and I mean I describe myself in my letter, so I mean I probably sounded really cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. He's like, all right, well at the bare minimum. Yeah, right. <laughs> at least it's a cute pen pal. <laughs> so he, so you start a petition about like a, a couple. of... Weeks, two weeks after the no, no, it was two days. days, two days. days. Like oh two shit! Two days after so you started I petition. sent him a letter, and then in August he writes you back. What does he say when he writes you back? Um, he was—I mean, he was very appreciative. Um, and he explained his ordeal. Uh, one thing about Ronnie, he—he he has very, very nice handwriting. Like it's really—it's mm-hmm. like, it's beautiful. It's like calligraphy. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and he—he also—he's like a poetic writer and speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, which sometimes I'm like, you know, our prison phone calls are time so i'm like okay get to the point ronnie because mm-hmm. he's like trying to talk all poetically i'm like we got, we're on a time limit honey like okay you got to save that for later sorry babe you know like just get to the point just write me later yeah and uh but um so his letter was very um it was it was a couple pages but um handwritten mm-hmm. read yep. by the prison guards yep this, if people don't know the, every letter to and from a prison is read by the yep. staff. Well, it's I don't know that it's necessarily read. It's checked. Yeah, they're, spo- yeah, they're supposed to read it, but, checked. you know. But who's going to read all that shit? Yeah, exactly. Unless it's real juicy. Especially my then, letters. Then I don't know, because I, when I started typing, man, those got pretty, those were like books. <laughs> you? Um, really? Yeah. No, because, I mean, you know, it was like, I figured this guy in prison, he's been in there for 38 years. I was like, there's probably nothing that I couldn't tell him that would shock him. So it was kind of sure, like. Sure, for sure. I, when I, you know, when I first reached out to him, I was like, this guy. I, I assumed we would be friends when he got mm-hmm. out because mm-hmm. I helped him in and, and again this guy's been in prison so long that I can tell him whatever the fuck I want and right. he's not gonna judge me you yeah. know so it was kind of like cool I got like really cool friend here so you just kind of pour it out mm-hmm. to yeah, him yeah and it was like I mean so just, what's he saying to you in this um, letter he's he's basically explaining um a little bit about his situation mm-hmm. and what he's dealing with and he's you know telling me I need to be careful as well which of course I don't listen to careful of what. Um, the people involved, you know, in okay. this, like the Cannon family, and it goes yeah, pretty we'll, deep. We'll get to yeah. them in a second, mm-hmm. but yeah, so, so it's it's a dicey thing. Anybody, basically, anybody supporting him is in a 
precarious yeah. area. Yeah. All right. And then what else? Just basically just a, like an informative letter about about what he's going through and what, but but he's like, I'll, I will love your help. Or did he say, yeah. just stay away, don't oh, No, no, he me. was very receptive. He said, yeah. you know, um, I appreciate anything and everything that, you, you know, you're willing to help me with. Um, uh, you know, he's like, please know that this is not going to be easy. We're up yeah. against some, mm-hmm. you know, very... Evil white yeah, people. Yeah, evil people who don't play fair. They play dirty. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like, you're going to have to be very well, careful. Actually, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and get into the, some of the details of, of that since we're sort of at that point in the story. What does he tell you? Because it's a f- pretty fucked up thing. So what is he telling you? How deep is he going as far as the people who... Because there's, there's some people that are sort of trying to keep him in prison mm-hmm. basically right yeah are you allowed to talk about that yeah oh go, absolutely go um ahead. so it's basically so the victim the alleged victim was connected to the cannon mills uh family and for anyone who doesn't know cannon mills they were the world's largest producer of towels every single one of us had probably used a towel mm-hmm. that came out of the cannon mm-hmm. mills okay they incorpor- the cannon family incorporated the city of cannapolis which is right next to concord right those are both mill towns um, they had mills also the both. home of Dale Earnhardt and yep. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mm. Yep. Go on. And mm. uh, they they have their mill towns. They have the, the mill houses that are all the exact same, you know, where mm. the mill workers would work. Right. Um, and Concord and Kannapolis are very segregated as well. Um, uh-huh. And the Cannon family, they did not want um, the poor white workers to unionize with the black workers. Right. Uh, Ronnie was one of the few people one of few black people who did not work in a mill because his father owned his own concrete mm. business okay so they weren't they weren't rich but they were a little better off than um he wasn't a mill worker yeah he wasn't a mill worker and gotcha. he'd also he's pro union he would hand out union papers and stuff too mm. so. ronnie was mm-hmm. yeah they hate you yeah oh they oh yes them. they absolutely do hate them right to work state mm-hmm. so okay go on sorry i mean oh no um, i mean and so the cannon family would ronnie's reading a book right now that's going more in depth about it but basically the cannons have been here for like since the 1700s and mm. uh they pretty much ruled the carolinas uh-huh. uh, along with the coltrane family there was a marriage at some point which uh combined the families mm-hmm. and there's actually a current north carolina um politician who's an heir to the cannon mills fortune mm-hmm. uh robin hayes and he was a congressman now or back then no now uh, now okay yeah and he married into the cannon family i mean at uncc there's a stadium it's the Robert and Miriam Hayes, Cannon Hayes. I've heard both of those names, Cannon mm-hmm. and yeah. Hayes. Yeah. When I did some research at the library in Concord, like I was looking through books of the Cannon family, and I saw a, a picture of Miriam Hayes, Robin Hayes' mom, holding him as an infant uh, with the Cannon family, standing by their piano in their living room, like black and white, like one of those old-ass mm-hmm. pictures. And I was just like, holy fuck. Like, and, you know, because um, he, he is now actually the chairman of the North Carolina GOP douchebag and a super douchebag oh they're republican that's shocking i know right (laughs) (laughs) so these people what what was the incident that decided that made these people decide that they were going to keep ronnie in prison until he died um well so whatever you can talk about no i um i can talk about everything uh the so a 50 i believe she was like 53 at the time but a 53 year old widow who her deceased husband was a Cannon Mills executive accountant. So uh-huh. that's the ties to Cannon Mills. She right. lived on Union Street. That's where all the rich white people lived. That's where the Cannons in had... Concord? Yep, and that, Concord. yep con- on Concord. And that's where all the Cannon, Cannons had their mansions for all their family members. Like I've, There's actually a Cannon mansion for sale. It's still for sale today. I would walk by it. It's right by the <laughs> library. And I, it. Yeah, like 
my best friend and I would go up to the windows and look in there, and we'd all like I just daydream and be like, how cool would it be if we bought this and like turn mm-hmm. it into like Ronnie Long or like you know what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And it's actually just a badass house because it's you know a fucking mansion. Yeah, it's evil dude, white it's, mansions are the best yes, mansions, it's, dude. It's pretty <laughs> oh, badass. Rapper, rappers like, and shit and models and shit. They yeah. got some pretty good houses, but evil white people help. Yes, are especially like from the, the old school ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, old money, dude. It's got like the dome. T- I mean, it's Fuck like I fucking buy that shit if I had the money. Like it's yeah. awesome, and it's right by the library. Like it's perfect location. What do you downtown. think? It's, what do you think it's going for? Do you know? Oh, I already know. I looked it up, man. It's oh, like, uh, it's one million. Okay, I'll split with not Yeah, you know, yeah, It's also in Concord. Yeah, it's also yeah, yeah. So you know the. The town motto of Concord is Concord, Concord, there we said it twice. Yeah, right. Which beat out the runner up of Concord. The fair has been here once before. <laughs> so, so this widow. She, okay. So on April 26th of 1976, at around approximately like 9 30 p.m., uh, she was attacked in her home on Union Street. By a man that she said was wearing a dark colored toboggan. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the toboggan. Yes. That, and uh, uh, he... Attacked. Like, yeah, I guess he came from behind, allegedly through an open window on the second story. In um, her house. Yes. Okay. Yep, and like in the hallway. And then I guess she was able... The phone rang, which startled the man. Um, so she was able to run naked to her neighbor's house where they naked. called... Naked, yeah. Where they, Why was she naked? Because I guess he tore her clothes off. Okay. Yeah. After so he, like, attacked Lee her. was raping, yeah, trying to rape yeah. whoever this well, was. Well, he, d- he did rape her. Okay. Um, yeah. like, you yeah. know, according to her statement and uh, I guess the police reports filed. Yeah. Um, not not Ronnie, the perpetrator. No, no, um, for sure. And uh, whoever it was. Yeah, and it was like I guess it was like in the hallway or something, and then um of the second story. Yes. Of this house. Yeah, and okay. she um, already fallen apart. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's kind of it's kind of all over because he like came in through the second story window yeah. and got her in the hallway and like took her to the kitchen and like the whole time he's like yeah. pushing her face to the ground saying mm-hmm. don't look at me yet the woman can't say for sure if he had gloves on or not but his hands on her face the whole time mm-hmm. you know whatever um it was it was allegedly a really traumatic experience mm-hmm. um in some of the reports it says like her nails were bent backwards you know from mm-hmm. fighting her attacker mm-hmm. um so I mean Ron you know Ronnie believes uh you know that she was raped right. um based on the reports that were done um you know but back then was uh, and as it as it usually is, it was probably a family member. Yeah. What, and that's well, we that's we have another hearsay. theory, right? Too. Well, good. Let's hear you it. Know. Well, you know, we think that. Wait, she... first bullet point. The yeah, first yeah, theory yeah, yeah. is that go, go, go. according to them, Ronnie Long broke into the second story of their house, raped yes. her, and then she somehow got away because the phone the phone rang and startled. You know, after the, the like after he raped her. Yeah, and and then. Um, so then she would he I very seldomly him. rape people, but whatever I do, the phone ring is not my yeah. biggest concern. Mm. I'm still I'm in rape mode. <laughs> right? I do not rape people, yeah. by the way. It's like you don't that stop because you hear the phone ringing. Yeah. Right. Um So that's know. their theory. Yes. And and the pole that the person would have had because I've been by this house. Uh-huh. The pole that the person would have had to climb up to get to the second story window was recently painted. It's white. Mm-hmm. Um and she said, you know, her person was wearing like a, a black leather jacket, which in the seventies, like that was the fashion. Like Ronnie had a black leather jacket mm-hmm. and black leather gloves. Uh-huh. He was actually wearing his friend's jacket that night because they were going to a high school reunion and they had switched jackets. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um but either way there's there was no paint fragments, no scratches, nothing found on his leather jacket, mm-hmm. which your nails are bent backwards. How was, did you know. before we get into y'all's theory? How, how did, so so that happens? She gets away, calls the cops. Yeah. basically, right? How does Ronnie Long enter into this? Did she say it was this dude Ronnie Long, or did they just pick him up in the area, or what? 
Um, Ronnie was already on the Concord Police Department's like radar. I mm-hmm. mean, he had some dealings with uh, uh, Officer Vogler, so like Sonny Vogler and uh, Jack Moore, that who was a police chief, um, and Eisenhower. So he he had run-ins, you know. What kind of run-ins? I mean, they would just mess with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Being black on a Saturday. Yeah. Well, and also because like Concord, it's still pretty divided. Um, but back then they had where black people basically they called it the Black Bottom. Now they just call it the Bottom. And that was basically like the divide where the railroad tracks were at. Like all the black people stayed on this the side of the railroad tracks. below the tracks. Yeah. The yeah. B- wrong side of the road, really. Wrong yeah. side, yeah. And, you know, and so, I mean, they didn't like Ronnie because, you know, he was, I mean, he wasn't an angel. His father says it. But, sure. um, you know, rape wasn't his thing. He loves and respects women. Right. Yeah. Um, he can't stand when, you know, a person, you know, anyone puts their hands on a woman. But, uh. You know, he was ripping and running the streets. He's 17, 18, 19 years mm-hmm. old. Um, in 1976. Yeah. So I mean, there's, you know, who, there's some shit going on. You know? Well, yeah. So, but I mean, anybody who, is 17 years old is probably an enemy exactly. of the police. White, black, yellow, blue, whatever. Right? right. I mean, who hasn't had some wild stuff when they're, you mm-hmm. know, growing up? Of me. Now, me. I, mean? I never touch stuff. But I know. I know you're perfect. <laughs> so, <but>. Yeah. <laughs> so they just round him up like usual suspects kind of style. They just um, go, they're like, oh, I bet this sounds like uh, well, I know they, somebody who lives there or lives near there. Well, they kind of the, had his on, name. In um, the bottom. Well, the, so they, they, bottom. they already didn't like Ronnie. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a short list. And he had a, they basically had him as a suspect since May 3rd. So uh-huh. the incident happened on April 26th. And then May 3rd is when they basically. It's like a like, week later. Gonna, yeah, they're like, it's Ronnie probably for Ronnie Long. Um, for who knows why they think they when thought him. There's one little sensitive subject I like, I'm, you know, I like to explain to people because they also had his name. Um, so he went to D.C. to stay with his uncle and his uncle's, like, rich doctor friend for a while to kind of let the heat lay low because uh, I guess he had bought some stolen goods mm-hmm. from this guy, mm-hmm. James mm-hmm. Greer, Nitty Gritty. That's his nickname. <laughs> he's a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> he's still living today. I think he's in Florida now. But anyways. Uh, if he's listening, that was actually that called you. Yeah. Yes. Shit. Not and me. Don't I will come gladly here. say it to your face because you're a snitch. <laughs> You know, and, and you also lie. So, so this nitty gritty <laughs> dimed Ronnie out. Yeah, basically. Well, so he he sold Ronnie stolen goods, which uh-huh. um, I guess I've never asked Ronnie if he knew they were stolen or not. But anyways, to avoid some mm-hmm. heat, you know, he left Doesn't and went matter. to D.C. Yeah, and uh, um, he was staying there, and a woman, an elderly white woman, in the same like apartment building or car, uh, complex mm-hmm. um, that he was staying with his uncle. Was attacked in DC. Yes, okay. and and this is the so and Ronnie's social security card was found under her bed. Okay. Mm. Now, when he was in DC, like he was riding the bike, riding his bike, and taking the bus, and he had lost his entire wallet, like with his ID, social uh-huh. security card, money, mm-hmm. and wallet. Um, and social security card was like in a little plastic mm-hmm. case thing, you know, right in his wallet. And of course, I mean, he's you know, an 18, 19 year old. Black Ma- male, so you know, yeah. I mean, come on, like you're thinking with your penis, right. not your brain. So he, I mean, because I, I've still to this day, I'm like, can you try to like think back when you were like when you actually noticed when you first noticed your wallet was gone, you know? And yeah, um, so I mean, he didn't pay any mind when he had lost his wallet, whatever, because he's too busy, you know, doing doing his wild things, doing the thing. So the the victim, that victim, plus two other witnesses who chased the her attacker, mm-hmm. you know, um, they. Ronnie was brought in for a lineup, and they all three did not pick him out of the lineup. So then in that was DC. it. Yes. Okay. So, so the DC case cops, dismissed. Yeah, there was nothing. You done know. deal. But yes, that but the report, DC the DC cops had to call up to Concord, right. you know, to see who Ronnie Long was. So oh, that's where Concord okay. got his name. And so they were like, "Oh, yeah. so he's yep. allegedly yeah. a raper yeah. up here." Well, okay. It, it kind of worked because they're like, "Oh, look, it, it could fit the pattern." However, mm-hmm. like sure. the woman in DC wasn't like 
that it's I I think that guy has been like had been found, you know, eventually like since you know since seventy oh, six he's been found and he attacked uh-huh. more women and it wasn't even he like was I that, guess he, I mean he for- that wasn't him. Well, the, the mo wasn't the same. He forced them to give him oral sex and then he ejaculated on their faces, uh-huh. which was not what happened in the Concord mm-hmm. one. Uh-huh. Um, but also you have to think like in my studies of criminology, which is the study of criminals, you have to think like a criminal. Yeah. So if I'm a criminal and I'm walking on the streets and I find somebody's wallet. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, take all the money out of it, right? Sure. But then yeah. I'm gonna be like, hmm. What can I do? With there's this an ID and a social security card. card. If I'm gonna commit a crime, what's a great way to get the police make sure that there's no way that they would think it would be me? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I could leave someone else's stuff here, you know? Because what's the odds that it was just a social security card? Mm-hmm. You know, he lost his entire Wasn't the wallet. Whole wallet. Yeah. Right. So it's like, and I mean, you got to be like, okay, so I mean, really? So he raped her and then took the social security card out. Chucked it under the mattress right. and then was like, "Never catch me, coppers!" Ha 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 ha. Okay. Exactly, because I mean, and you gotta like, come on, really? I mean, like, Ronnie's not that stupid to be like, "Oh, let me just leave my leave you know, my like, social security yeah, card." Yeah, like, he, he lost his whole thing, right? Need but later. that is actually really smart of a criminal to do, though. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure, right? sure. 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 Because sure. then it's like, oh, this guy did, must have done it. You so know? that's how they kind of that's how the Concord cops, yeah. pretty much. They were oh, yeah, like, and, okay, and so in their court arguments, they'll try to say that like the cases are similar and they're not similar at all. Sure, sure, sure. Well, yeah, obviously not. But like he, he was in DC when that. Happened and then allegedly he was in Concord when mm-hmm. this one happened. That's yep. about the only similarity. <laughs> yep. So they get him and then what do they do to in Concord? What do they do to him? Do they get him well, in a lineup? No, this is this. So they did in a very unusual lineup, which has this. This is the only time that it's ever been done this way. Never been done ever since then. Um, so Ronnie on April thirtieth, Ronnie had a mugshot taken of him with the Concord Police Department because he he was picked up for a misdemeanor trespass charge mm-hmm. for being in the park that's right behind his house, his family's mm-hmm. home, because um, he had gotten into like a little scuffle with uh, you know some other guy. Um, so they said he he can't be there, um, and so his court date for that was was May tenth. Mm-hmm. So they took a mugshot of Ronnie on April thirtieth. Okay. Now they had Ronnie they booked him. Yep. Well, it was a misdemeanor, so they take a mugshot or whatever, and then he's, you know, he released yeah. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has to come back to court on May 10th. Right. And um, so May 3rd is when they were like, okay, we have Ronnie as a suspect. However, they have this mugshot of Ronnie, but they never use it as a photo lineup with okay. her. This is what they do. They go to the victim's house on May 5th, and they say, we have reason to believe that on May 10th, the person that attacked you will be in court. Mm-hmm. You know, which, one, that's contamination right there. <laughs> then on May 10th, those same three officers went to the victim's house Picked her up, but they put her in a disguise, a trench coat, a hat, sunglasses, a wig, and they the took her to the courtroom. The 53-year-old rape victim. Yes. Okay. And so, again, this So is they're already taking her down to court where Ronnie Long will be on a completely misdemeanor. unrelated misdemeanor yes. charge. All right. Yes, but why okay. would you want to re-traumatize a rape victim sure. when you already have a picture of the guy? Sure. You could just do a photo lineup. Why would you want to bring her to the courtroom, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, they, uh, so that's a very important Plus fact. Plus parking and... Anyway, right? Go on. <laughs> Well, she sat in the courtroom for over two and a half hours mm-hmm. before Ronnie's case was called up. He went up to the judge with his father. He was the only one in the courtroom wearing a black leather jacket. Um, he was also the only person in the courtroom like that matches his characteristics because lineups are supposed to be people of similar characteristics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, allegedly... Well, it's like six ringers and then the person they think is the suspect mm-hmm. from what I've learned from that documentary TV show Law & Order SVU. <laughs> yep. They basically do like, okay, we think it's this guy. Let's get this guy in a lineup. Six, like you know, the the guy who gets the coffee and the, and six other people. Mm. And if they don't pick him out, then it's like, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not a very accurate way to no. to identify anybody anyway. Like I said, I probably couldn't pick you guys out of a lineup. Mm-hmm. Except maybe Mo. <laughs> maybe he's distinctive. I don't know. He looks a lot like Daniel, though. 
<laughs> Black Daniel. Yeah. So they they bring the victim to court. She's yeah. waiting there for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And, and probably uh, not in the best mental state anyway, because as far as she knows, she's about to confront and identify her the person who raped her. And mm-hmm. we, you pretty much concede that this woman was raped. She's mm-hmm. not, like, it wasn't just a, nothing happened. Like, somebody raped her. Or she had some really rough sex. Or, so, yeah, yeah, or somebody like, that she wants somebody to. Somebody penetrated that old woman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. So she's waiting there. Ronnie Long shows up, and then she goes, yeah, that's the cat. Allegedly, the cops say that's when she notified them that that was Ronnie. So uh-huh. then they immediately take her to the Concord Police Department and give her a photo lineup. Which, After that, yes. Which okay, she Ronnie. just she just course, saw Ronnie in the courtroom, yeah. so right. of course, Put his who's, whose face there. is going to look familiar? Uh huh. Ronnie's. Shady. So that's where she allegedly picked him out. Which that again, that's not a that's not the correct way to do a lineup. No. Um, Shady. At all, and it's never been done that way since, and it, it had never been done that way before. Um, and so then that's when Ronnie's uh, misdemeanor case was dismissed. So he went home mm-hmm. later that evening. The same three officers went to his family's house and said. We need you to come down to the station to fill out some paperwork for the, you know, the the misdemeanor charge that was dismissed. Mm -hmm. Ronnie's mother said, you know, do I need to go with him? Does he need an attorney? They said, no, it'll be really quick. So Ronnie voluntarily got into his father's car. It's very important. His father's car, which him and his siblings shared. So it's Mm -hmm. a shared vehicle between multiple people. Mm -hmm. Um, He and voluntarily drove down to the Concord Police Department. This was May 10th in 1976. And that's where um, he has remained in the, um, the state's custody since then. So why is the that it's his father's car significant? Because that um, when he went to the police station, uh, you know he sets his keys on the table and mm-hmm. um, he's talking to the officers and uh, Detective Van Eisenhower says, "Are these your keys?" And he says, "Yes." Eisenhower walks away. A few minutes later, he comes back up and he has um, he's got a like a neon green toboggan, mm-hmm. and that's important as well. Um, black leather gloves uh, and a black leather jacket, and he's and he puts it on the table. He says, "You know, is this yours?" Ronnie said the jacket and the gloves are mine, but I never seen that. You know, never seen that hat. Mm-hmm. And to this day, Ronnie is denied um, ever seeing that hat, owning the hat. And see, it's a light green toboggan. And the victim said that she was attacked by somebody who had a dark colored toboggan pulled over his face. Okay. Um, you know, and so and I that's why I stressed like the shared vehicle because could be anybody. Yeah, exactly. So how can you just pinpoint? You know, how can you pinpoint any of that stuff on Ronnie because multiple people use that vehicle. And, and it didn't sound like that's the same toboggan anyway. No, it's not. It's I mean, it's, a, it's, like, it's like a bright, bright neon green. green. Okay. Um, you know, so. So they hook him and book him on the spot. Yes, and then that's when, you know, when he goes out of the station, that's when they start telling him, you know, he's, he's being charged with um, first-degree rape. And uh, he also, you know, being young and, you know, just wild, whatever, ignorant, I guess. Um, well, you're also raised to, like, listen to the police. Well, so, of course, the one time Ronnie should read something, he doesn't, and All it's. Right. You know, it's the consent to search. And mm-hmm. they, the, the officers told Ronnie, well, just sign this paper if you want to get your stuff back when we're done. Mm-hmm. And stuff referring to his, like, you know, his car keys, his right. uh, you maybe, know, leather gloves, the jacket. Maybe be allowed to leave. Yeah, exactly. So Ronnie, I mean, of course, he doesn't read it. He just signs it, which that was a consent form to search. Right. His vehicle, because he, he tried to dispute that, but the state has turned it down. Um, and, yeah, he that's when he was taken into custody and uh, charged with first-degree rape. And now, keep in mind, this is something that carries a life sentence. And right. they took him into custody on May 10th. His trial was at the end of September, and he okay. was convicted on October 1st. So in a matter of just like six months, he was 
taken into custody, tried, and convicted for something that carries a life sentence, which is very quick. Super quick. Yeah, super, super fast. There was a... While Ronnie was... He actually had his 21st birthday in jail, in the county jail, mm-hmm. while he was awaiting, tri- uh, awaiting trial. There was protesting and rioting going on. Uh, a citywide curfew was enforced in Concord. Mm-hmm. Um, the National Guard was brought in. Um, and there were statements that once Ronnie... Once the, uh, the guilty verdict was read... Uh, you know, police used their batons and pepper sprayed Ronnie's supporters inside of the courthouse. So he already had supporters at at this point, like mm-hmm. right oh, at yeah. sentencing and stuff. Right. Well, right, right when he was taken into custody. Who his, who's his family. Sub- who is pro- is protesting? Just community. His, his, fam- his family and friends, basically all okay. the black people in Concord. Right. Um, because they're yeah. like, this is a fucking sham. Yeah, they, and they knew. Um, I actually just received a, a, like a pamphlet from the seventies that was. Uh, you know, discussing Ronnie Long's trial, and mm-hmm. it they basically it was kind of like a frame up because the black, uh, poor white mill workers and the black mill workers were starting to unionize, uh-huh. and they needed something to keep them divided. Right. Um. You know, so, so this a, is a black it. man like, raping, a white, raping woman a white woman would yep. be a great way yep. to yep. keep yep. them so divided. Fucking story. Fucking yeah. killing yeah. mockingbird shit. Yep. <clears throat> he yep. Didn't even have any muscles in his left arm. Mm-hmm. So okay, so you get basically this. Let's go back to. Uh, 2013 and you've basically heard this bombshell of a story I think I just blew out my left ear Steve sorry mm. should be fine uh, you hear this bombshell of a story and you're like okay I've already done a uh, petition free Ronnie Long Innocence Project is kind of on it mm. where do you go from there um, I'm dude since the day I googled Ronnie's name like my wheels have just been spinning constantly, like twenty four seven. I had this sense of urgency just keeps going. Like I just kept thinking of like how how can I start sharing this? I was like social media, so mm-hmm. I, I went mm-hmm. Facebook and Twitter, mm-hmm. um, and then I started Instagram stuff. Freerunningalong.com. Um, yeah, and, and and just looking up stuff, sharing articles, and then um, then I was like, we need a way to get um, you know, tell more people. And it, you know, Chuck had some signs that were made that you know, nice professional signs that said free running long. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and so I used what little money I had to uh, get business cards, little Visa print. Yep, I've got one of those. Cards, you know, you're wearing um, a Ronnie Long hoodie. There's a uh, free Ronnie Long stickers. I heart Ronnie mm-hmm. Long. What's that? Are your pants Ronnie oh, Long? Oh yeah, the sweatpants. Oh, get yeah. out of here. Well, because I wanted to be comfortable sure. while also doing fighting <laughs> no, for the look, cause. You, you know, right. shit. <laughs> hey, I gotta be comfortable, man. Yep. <laughs> but this, these were all these were all later. You know, after I right, I got right, my right. Yeah. Know, my, my wonderful job. Starting hard. Yeah, like this is we before, need to hit the street. When first, campaign. Yeah, when, yeah. I, well, when I first googled Ronnie's name, I also didn't have a job. You mm-hmm. know, I was I was just in Your school, student, basically yeah. like budgeting and everything. And then, um, I you know I also used Craigslist because you mm-hmm. know I, that you could post there for free. So I was yeah. like, fuck it, let me just post right. post there. I was literally just trying to think of every way that I could get his name out there to people. Um, that didn't cost money. Is right. it the same petition that you started the day after? The one that you yeah. plugged and said, well, and we'll put that up on our Twitter yeah. and stuff when we plop this, which would be probably Friday. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> right, buddy? Right, buddy? <laughs> you like them M&Ms? Mm-hmm. Are they crunchy M&Ms? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so all of this Ronnie Long swag comes out of your pocket, basically? Yes. Do, yeah. do, are you, do you sell it? Um, I do sell it, you know, to people. I mean, there's, I have people, um, you know, like one of the students we talked to yesterday, uh, she was asking about the shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just ask, so I don't make money off any of this stuff. Sure. 
Uh, You're just like, can you yeah, slide like, me a couple bucks for the exactly for the and like mm-hmm. college students and stuff like that. People that don't have money. I have a friend in Iowa who she's got like four kids and mm-hmm. money's really tight, but she's a strong supporter. So I every time I, I buy a shirt, you know, I order shirts. I'll send her something because I know that she'll wear them. Uh-huh. So to me, you can't put a price on a human life. Like no. You know for sure. I mean? Like that's money's not shit. As long, no matter how bad I have it, like Ronnie still has it worse than me, and yeah. that's that's where like I called it my Craigslist, Craigslist hustle because I literally sold everything in order to keep money on the phone for Ronnie. Right. You know, because in my first letter, I was like, oh, I know that inmates can call. I was like, you know, I'd like you to call me, and I gave him my number, and I also said I wanted to visit him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and Ronnie did, did not even know that you could call cell phones. So uh-huh. like, he was amazed when yeah. he first you, had his. Yeah, you have to call collect, right? Yeah, and and see, his his sister and his mother were the only people that ever had their phone set up, and they were landlines. Mm-hmm. He the first time he called me, he called through his sister three way, and then okay. um, once once I figured out how to set my phone up, I was like, Ronnie, call my cell phone, and he was like, fucking amazed. He was mm-hmm. like, How did you do that? You know, who like, who wouldn't be? That's yeah, fucking and, amazing and, and shit. And that's right? where like yeah. I mean, his I mean, family his family didn't know that. Seventy fucking four. He probably does he know about mm-hmm. Uber and shit? Yeah, he does now because I've told him all that. Hey, <laughs> hey, he'll call he'll call me now and be like, I need to make a post on my Pokemon. Facebook. You know? yeah, yeah, I'm like, like, Oh, oh shit, <laughs> right? You know. And then, but then he takes forever. I'm like typing. I'm like, okay, come on, hurry up. I'll do it for you. Just right? give me. I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. Like I'll sum it up for you. Tell me what you want to say, yeah. and then I'll shorten it for I'll, everyone. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to go into hashtags, but we're gonna yeah. hashtag the shit out of this. So, okay, yeah. that sort of brings us into the other thing yeah. I wanted to talk to you about. We're about halfway through here. So your last name, coincidentally, is long. Yes, it is. How did that happen? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well. When um, did you just? Because you are married to Ronnie Long. Yes, I am. We had a prison wedding. It made the Charlotte Evening News, bitches. Yeah, the mm-hmm. night that it happened, it was. Um, it made it two or three times. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. been two or three articles and mm-hmm. TV things about that. So, timeline that for me. Starting from like at 2013, you're like, I'm gonna get into this. When did you actually get married? Uh, so we got married August 18th, 2014. Which you don't so get to choose the date when you have a prison wedding. Sure, sure, sure. And it's actually kind of a lot of work. You have to like do all the paperwork, and then you gotta send your, I guess, uh, spouse the paperwork. He fills it out, mm-hmm. and then sends it back to you. And you gotta go to the register of deeds and all that shit. Yeah. And, you know, um, so it's actually a pain in the ass. And then they just set the date for you, and they're like, "Well, your witnesses have to be able to make it." Be which, here with yeah, two witnesses. We, on yeah, the my 14th. witnesses couldn't because they had school. So I literally used uh, Ronnie's like case manager and another inmate nice. <laughs> for our witnesses at the yeah. time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, yeah. Where was the shift? Where was, or was it always there? Yeah. Was it like a like the first time you started thinking about this? Was it a romantic thing there where you were like, "I'm gonna, this, <laughs> no. this man is gonna be my husband someday"? <laughs> no, See? no. I, dude, I never even like, I never even had, you know, I'm impulsive. I just, I was just like, mm-hmm. I gotta help this guy. Like that's that's literally all I was thinking was like, I gotta fucking help him because right. if this was me, like, I mean, I just like. It's like I, I'm like claustrophobic, like thinking about it. Like, just you, are you one of those people that like if you see a TV show about somebody who gets framed, you just go crazy? Because I know I am. I'm like, no, he didn't do it. Yes, I mean, if if I believe in it, you know, and it's like, mm. holy, like yeah. how how does this happen? You know, and I just I just felt horrible, and I just wanted to help him, and that's literally my only <clears throat> intentions. And and I just like, you know, this urgency just kept growing. Like he's been in there for 38 years. Like we yeah. got to get him the fuck out, like right now, right. today. Right. You know, and so like every day yeah. I was like, what can I do to get him out? Yeah. And it's kind of like kind of similar to like a dog how they're always hopeful even though it's like you'll never right. get food from the table but sure. you still sit there begging so it's like yeah you know i'm like this guy's got to get out like right now like we you know and um i i didn't have anything and it was it was kind of he would in our phone conversations because we started talking like you know once a day and then it was like multiple times a day mm-hmm. um because i initially set my phone up for his family to use 
uh, you, you are know, selfish. Yeah, and and because I thought that we need to keep this guy's spirits lifted. You know, I mean, he's been in there for thirty eight yeah. years. We got to keep him, got to keep him happy and like you know encouraged. You know, because. I'm sorry, but I would have fucking killed myself by now. Like I, mm. I've been in jail long enough to be booked and bailed out. Like I'd be somebody's bitch. Yeah. I can't do that. Sorry. Like I'm a little. <laughs> You're very I, pretty. I, yeah. Like I'd scream That's and run. Like small. yeah. I mean, Ronnie Although tells me all I'd the time. Fuck with you. No, I mean, I you know I don't know if I'm willing to stab somebody. Right. I, you know I you know I don't know I and I don't want to find out. So right. I I was just like, how yeah. have you not killed yourself, dude? Like this shit is crazy. Yeah. And 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 also like who else. If you're not innocent, why the fuck would you keep saying you're innocent after 38 fucking years? Like, right. come on, people. Like, yeah. yeah. The guilty person's going to give that shit up. Like, yep. you know what I mean? And, so you're um, like, you're kind of developing, beside, not really like professional he, relationship in the beginning, but it's sort of like a in, like a human interest, social justice sort yeah. of relationship. And then you start developing emotions for him. I, well, I, I blame it on him. Like, it was this, I think it was a deep psychology trick that he played on me. Because he's a smooth <laughs> motherfucker. Is yeah, that what you're he's saying? A, he's a smooth criminal. No, I'm just kidding. He, no, seriously, because like in our phone conversations, like every once in a while, he'd be like, you know, the woman that stays by me when I'm my lowest, I'm gonna be with her, and I, I, and and one time I was like, why are you telling me this? Like that's weird. Yeah. And in my head, I'd be like, why is this old guy telling me this? Like, okay, like, <laughs> you know, I was, literally, I was like, okay, that's nice to know, Ronnie. You know, like, okay, Thanks. cool. He was yeah, probably and, just like, fuck, <laughs> that was right? my best game, <laughs> right? <laughs> Damn it! And she was just like, oh, thanks. Exactly. <laughs> it so worked like, though. Eventually, it worked. No, it did because he's like putting it in my head. He you asked know? you. <laughs> No, no, I, I, first of all, I initiated everything with Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, Did you? yeah. From, yeah. from contacting him to, to rem- let's get married. Romantic. Yeah, and so I initiated everything, because, um, you know, Damn. I do what I want. But, no, I, it was, literally, it was, it was a Saturday afternoon. I just got done uh, going out to a, inter- a busy intersection in Charlotte with, with the signs and, and business cards with uh-huh. um, some of his family members, where we'd stand for about an hour or so and hand out cards and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I was, I was at the McDonald's. Uh, right at 601 in Concord because I used the free Wi-Fi because I also didn't have of Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. You know, it. my house, Gotta so I was it. over there trying to post and stuff with the pictures we took. Gotta do it. Ronnie calls, and in our conversation, I just, mid-conversation, I interrupted him, and I was like, and so it must have been like November-ish. It was after Thanksgiving, but I think it was before Christmas, but uh, I don't have the exact date, but I know it was a Saturday afternoon, and I was like, I think I'm falling in love with you. That's fucking weird. <laughs> like I literally just said, just like that, and he just started laughing. He just started laughing, <laughs> and uh, nice. and then that's when it, you know, kind of I guess took off from there. And then, um, because you know, I met him like in person. I think it was October seventh of uh-huh. 2013 when we had our actual first visit face to face. Right. You've been um, you've been calling and, and oh, writing. Wow. Yeah, we've been calling and writing and multiple calls a day because his family. You know, I was like, I'll leave my phone at your house and. Everyone can gather and have like four yeah. or five phone calls with uh-huh. them. But they were like, "No, no, thank you. You know, thank you, but no, thank you." And I, you know, I didn't realize it then, but it's most likely they Are don't really trust white people. The fam. I am with his son. When you got married, there was a little bit of backlash from them, right? It was oh a yeah, huge I mean, no, backlash oh, dude, from my family didn't want it. Involved, his attorney, but... like his former attorneys, didn't want it. Uh-huh. His family didn't want it. Um, Why not? I mean, the age. Uh, other than the obvious, yeah. Like yeah, the, the age. age and that and, he's in I mean, I'm white, and he's in prison behind white a white woman. Yeah, you know, behind the testimony of a white woman. Right. Um, and you know, some, some people thought things. I was out for the money, which Ronnie and I are like, what, what fucking money? money? I know, right? I was like, what fucking Ooh. money? Like, when he what gets out, money? he's going to have at least $18 of leftover commentary. I know, right? That's yeah. all you, <laughs> baby. That, 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 I, put, that I put on his books. That yeah. I put yeah. on his books. your you, money thank anyway. You. Thank you. Can I, can I get that refunded, please? You know, like, you know, and, and I offered a prenup just to, like, please people because yeah, I was like, yeah, he doesn't yeah. have anything, but, you know. You think, like, they were thinking maybe, like, book deal or Yeah, like, after he gets out, which. When, it, they, when, when they do eventually let him out, I do believe that uh, when that happens, they get money. 
Like the two. Nah, but uh, not everyone. Not no, everyone. No, no. And there's, the there's that, also there's also rule. There's some states that have laws like if you're not exonerated with DNA evidence, like they aren't going to compensate you. And like, and really? even if he does get money, it's not going to be till fucking years later, dude. Like well, years. Sure. Yeah. We're talking about it, you know. So it's going to be struggling when he first gets out for a while. Yeah. It's really um, it's really about exoneration versus yeah. versus acquittal I or was, whatever. Yeah, I was let out. He they let him out. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. it's like clear his name. So that's but that's even so, really there's, there's that's another question I wanted to ask you is have, yeah. best case scenario, what happens? So I know there's like some legal shit and that's kind of what you were just saying. Like mm. so there's exoneration and that basically means they're going back retroactively and right. saying we were wrong. Yeah. We we weren't we you know that we grew up like not, not liking black people and we're super sorry that we can't do that no more and he <laughs> right. shouldn't be in here and he's done and he never did it. And that's usually when like the paycheck comes in. It's probably not a whole But not lot. even but you get your name back. Right. And you can yeah. vote they, they and you can admit. do all the things that you need. Voting, yeah. You're no you're not just an acquitted I think He can so. take a shit by Family. himself right. finally after right. forty years. Yeah. Yeah. Take a shower by himself. Well, I mean you that's know, gonna happen. You know. So so yeah. okay. <laughs> but yeah. That's you, important. But like if he gets if they just let him out but they never admit that he didn't do it that's another thing so what's the best case scenario best here? case scenario what are you like when you when you sit down and you do these like you're out in the middle of the fucking freeway with a free Ronnie Long sign or you buy a, a, a bulk sweatpant sweatsuit <laughs> combo which looks really good by the way what is your <laughs> in your head you're like if I do enough of this and that, I'm, I'm making you sound na- more naive than I know you that you are. But but in no, your but it, head, but it when is, you're it like, it's like that forever hopeful. Because like if Ronnie doesn't call me sure. at the day, like I know that it's probably because they're on lockdown or he's had a medical call or something. Mm-hmm. But if deep down, like mm-hmm. there's still always that thought, that hope that I'm like, oh maybe he got out and he's just gonna come surprise me, you know? And I, uh, you know, and then when he calls, I'm like, oh man, you fucking called me. Oh, uh, you called yeah, me from yeah. prison. Fuck. Yeah, I know. I'm like, dang it, Ronnie. I was really hoping you were getting out and surprise me. But your best laughed. case scenario is that they just let him out and they apologize. The, well, they, they, they exonerate him, like sure. you know, because he's in federal court right now. So I guess uh, we we want them to grant an evidentiary hearing, and at that evidentiary hearing, we want the federal judge to say, based on this new evidence. He would have never been convicted in '76, mm-hmm. so they would overturn the conviction. Mm-hmm. And that kind of um, goes back to the DNA thing that we brought back earlier. Yeah. So what? what uh, we got about ten minutes left. Do you think you can give me your theory in ten minutes as to what happened? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it, well, there's hairs in the toboggan that are red in color that can be DNA tested, but the state denies that. So Ronnie and they I can think, be DNA yeah, tested. Yeah, they can be okay. DNA tested, but the state has continuously denied him of this testing. And again, mm-hmm. they're red. Ronnie's bald right now, but his hair is black. And it was because black. he is a black dude. Well, yes, uh, he's very black. Oh, that's another thing. Because the victim's description said a light, light, uh, light skin, light skin yeah, like oh, okay. yellow, yellow skin, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, a uh, black man, right? right? Time, and yeah. soft, and soft spoken, or something. And mm-hmm. and I, we have a supporter from Texas who flew all the way out from Texas twice now. And the second visit, he went to visit Ronnie just because he wanted to see for himself with his own eyes. First thing he said to Ronnie was said. Well, you're not light skinned at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? And I mean, Ronnie also has blue eyes. That's yeah. the first thing I said when mm-hmm. I saw him. Oh, really? I was like, Yeah, mm-hmm. the first time that I met him in person, I was like, You have blue eyes. Like, they let you have color contacts in prison. Black Irish? Mm-hmm. He's got, yeah, I think he, his mom has blue eyes too. And his sister, Linda, has a little, like, greenish blue eyes. Yeah, so it's, um, mm-hmm. there's definitely, I think his grandmother was like, 
uh, half white, half black, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. obviously, you know. Yeah, there's some there's you know, a muddling down. Well, yeah. we know black people can make any kind of person. Well, that's also, I mean, we know that, like, you know, white too. white people were raping, you know, black of people course. for yeah. a very yes. long time. We so love I'm, doing I, that I'm, in the late 1700s. I'm assuming that's how that was like our the white whole was thing. in his family. I wasn't know? here. I was still in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can still come to the barbecue. I was, my father's ancestors are like poor. We were the poor Irish people. We didn't have slaves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. I think I think my family's good. You guys are in there. With my there was but a time, you know, so negative uh, forty degrees Celsius and negative forty degree Fahrenheit are the exact same degree. Those mm-hmm. are that's where those two scales. That's right. Come together. So I think nineteen hundred to nineteen twelve is about where us sons of Aaron and the. Uh, you know, Probably ham. The, the Africans or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> ham, ham or something. Dude, that's kind of where, like, we were on the same level. We're good now. Now we got, like, Bill O'Reilly and shit. But there was a time <laughs> back in the day where the Irish and the blacks were more or less seen as yeah. the same. Yeah. Although we can blend in and we could pretend to be French and or, that yeah. was, or British. That was, the, uh, that was the rub there. But, yeah. but So your theory is... Your th- so our yeah. theory is that she was the victim was actually having an affair. Yes. There was two gynecologists in Concord. Dr. Craven and Dr. Lance Monroe. Dr. Monroe was the uh, gynecologist who performed the rape kit on on the victim. Um, you oh, know, so the, there were rape kits back then. Yeah, okay. yeah, and he did he did collect biological evidence. However, he never once testified to this at the trial. Okay. But uh, white dude, white yep, doctor. Yep, he's white, and so obviously Both white, this probably. is the, yeah, and there this is the good old boy. Sure. Times, you know. Sure. So of course, Dr. Monroe knows Dr. Craven. Sure. Now, Dr. Craven had a wife who was terminally ill. Okay. At this time, she had red hair. Okay. Important. Just, just important. Go on. It, um, so six months after Dr. Craven's wife died, him and the victim get married. That's pretty mm. quick. So even though the victim... The, the victim victim? Like the, six, yeah, the yes. rape victim. Six months. Okay. Yeah, six, just six months after Dr. Craven's wife, who was terminally ill, okay. after she passes, they get married. Okay. Now, it, see, it wouldn't, it wouldn't look bad... Since she was a widow, if she was like you know sleeping with a man outside of marriage, I mean it's still looked down upon. But sure, sure, sure. but it would it looked bad because his wife is terminally ill and he's still married to her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so a that's John why. John Edwards thing. I shouldn't have yeah. said that. Yeah, <laughs> North Carolina. You know, so it's like um, space Carolina. That's what that's what we think. Just because. So you think yeah. what he roughed her up? I think that they just had some rough sex, and I think they basically the police they just wanted to they wanted to create this divide with. The you know the black workers and the white mill workers. Okay, so total they, patsy. They basically so not yeah, like it's just sh- all. So, so you don't believe that the victim actually reported anything. You think no. it was just yeah, like, I don't oh, know. did y'all just have r- rough sex? So now we can do this rape kit and and then patsy running along on it. Yes, or you know, <laughs> or possibly, or possibly maybe maybe Dr. Craven got a little too right. rough with her that night or something. Sure. You know, but. For whatever reason, you know, I, I really think they were having an affair because even his children from his first marriage have nothing to do with her to this day. Like uh-huh. they, you know, and it just, it just seems a little fishy, like you know, just. And they're both still around. She alive? just, um, no, Doctor Craven died a little, while, a couple of years ago, That's but too bad. she just, she died at the beginning of this year. She did. Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> who know. was it that you were telling me when I first met you? As long as I'm alive, Ronnie Long will never get. That's out of Robin pain. Hayes. That's he the... said. As long as he said, as long as as long as the victim, his aunt, yeah, even though, you know, just from marriage, not right. biology, right. He said, as long as she's alive, Ronnie will not walk the streets a free man. Mm-hmm. So of course, when she died this year, we called him up. And we're like, hey, yeah, hey, she's hey, dead. hey, remember what you said? Yeah. And he just says it's complicated. 
Oh God. Yeah, it's complicated because you guys frame. That's the a black pretty man good. That's a pretty good word for this whole fucking situation. It is. It's is fucking complicated, complicated. I think. It is. Uh, before I want to get into your plugs and you, it, we're gonna put it on our Twitter and stuff, but I want you to kind of spout out where we, where people who hear this can go to help. But w- can you spend about thirty seconds and just say one positive thing to make me feel better? <laughs> just say something <laughs> good that's came out of this. Um, you met well, your husband. Yeah, I got a husband, and I'm a stepmom. <laughs> and a step, and a really hot step grandma, I guess. <laughs> yep. There That's right, go. baby. <laughs> Look, we could all do worse. For and I didn't, even, I didn't even have to carry a baby for nine months and go through labor. Yeah, not yet, at least. Hey, <laughs> I've always said I have to marry someone with kids. Yeah, I, I got to be a stepdad. Mo has at some point. Mo has accepted his stepdad status. I'm a stepdad at some point. Whenever he that... is 46 years old. Yeah, and, he knows. Yes. and a neurosurgeon. And a neurosurgeon. Ladies, <laughs> he knows or, how to cut your brain open. Or not. So. <laughs> We're uh, freerunningalong.com, right? Is no, that, no, no, no sorry. Okay, yeah. So Go the Ronnie Long, we don't have like an actual website. Website. I use uh, Facebook is the Ronnie Long Project. The Ronnie Long Project, okay. Um, and the petition is on moveon.org, which okay. is the Ronnie Long Project. We're going to put all this on, up on our Twitter mm-hmm. so people can just kind of click on it and sign it. How many signatures do you have? Uh, it's still under like 2,500, which is bullshit because we've been pushing wired. it like three years, you put, know? Put and people like, don't want to sign it, but it's like all you need is a valid email address. You sure. can use a fake name, a fake yeah. a fake address, whatever. It doesn't matter. You, you just need a valid use, email address. Listen, to our listeners, to, or probably pretty tech savvy, you can use like Gorilla Mail or whatever, and yeah. it just gives you a fake email address for one hour. All you need is the confirmation. You click it, say, yes, that's me. And then you're done. You'll never get another spam. You're not spamming people. No, no. and you can unsubscribe once you sign, so, right. that, sure. so that move on. You know, doesn't send you other petitions and crap. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so it's like, mm-hmm. there, it literally, there's no excuse why you shouldn't sign. You know. Can we buy Ronnie Long swag somewhere? We should set that up. Yeah, we should because we'll right now it's just because it I'm. Yes. You know, I'm an '80s baby, so I'm, just, I'm partially like tech savvy. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's just doing so, it out yeah, of the I'm trunk. Yeah, I'm right doing now. it out of my trunk, literally. Right. <laughs> so if you see Ashley, but ask to buy a Ronnie Long t-shirt. Yeah. And out you'll, of her you'll be able to notice me because my car is completely covered with Ronnie yeah. Long's name. Oh, right. I have very high confidence that people will know who you are <laughs> if they meet you of our listeners. Well, I feel better. A little bit better. I feel good. A little bit. Know? Actually, you know, I never knew the whole story. I've known you for, for fucking three or four years, and I've always heard you talk about it, but it's usually like... Uh, punctuated by you being like, uh, hold on, uh, hello, take yeah, over, right. sure. So uh, I'm glad we got to sit down. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, thank like, you for having me. I learned some it. shit. Like, yeah. was, like even hey, old men I, in I prison can the, still have some game. I, I hang out with you all the clearly. Time. <laughs> I hang out with you all the time, and like I'm learning new shit every day. Like that was fucking awesome. I appreciate that. 